Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Going beyond the box score and the diamond, this is the show with the latest news and information on your hometown nine and the entire organization. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Target Field, final game of this four-game series finale of a week-long homestand. Twins and the Blue Jays wrapping things up here today at 110 as the Twins look for a series win. They've already secured the season-long series against a good Toronto team and look to make it three out of four here this weekend. I'm Corey Provis. We thank you for joining us on our Sunday show. And our guest on our Sunday program this week is the bench coach from the Minnesota Twins. Always great to have Jace Tingler back on the show. Jace, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's uh, great to visit with you and chatting with Rock the last couple of days. The words playoff atmosphere have, have come up a lot in our conversations. Have have you felt like that just inside the dugout with the crowds, the energy that has been at Target Field this weekend? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's been uh, great energy, great atmosphere. Um, the, these games we've been playing, the guys have felt it, and you know, that's what we've talked about. We've wanted to play meaningful baseball. Uh, certainly the last month of the season, the last two months, and it's it's a fun feeling to show up at the ballpark where each game's important, every pitch is important, and uh, you know you can certainly feel, certainly when we're at home, uh, the fans into it. Uh, let's go back because this new-look bullpen has had a big impact so far on this series and really the week that we have seen uh, the Twins have against the Tigers and now Toronto. Going back to Tuesday and the trade deadline, how involved were you with all the rumors and discussions and the names? Were you in the loop on everything leading up to the 5 o'clock deadline? So we sit there as you know, coach and staff, and we're, we're in the loop. We're obviously not in the rooms where all the discussions are being you know, taken place with you know, Derek and Thad, et cetera. And so the reality is uh, the majority of the time when a lot of those – heavy or deep phone calls are taking place. We're on the field going. So um, obviously we get the word, trades are made, and it creates a buzz. It creates a buzz, you know, certainly in the coaching room, but 
equally more important. It creates a buzz um, in the locker room for the players, and they can feel that the organization's doing everything they can to to to, to give us as many weapons, give us as many players, and and uh, that's felt. And, and and then obviously the impact of those players coming in and uh, into the clubhouse, but certainly onto the field with their their performances so far has helped out. You know, Jace, leading up to the trade deadline, and not just Tuesday, but even the days and maybe a week or so before, did any young player just in a casual conversation say, I wonder if I'm going to get traded? I realize we're going to add to this big league team, but am I going to have to part ways? Is it going to be me that goes to maybe gain? Did any player approach you about, you know, I wonder if I'm going to be dealt here? No, um, and I think we were pretty, you know, pot committed for the most part. And, and certainly Thad and Derek and, and Rocco, uh, I think we felt, you know, pretty strong as a group. We didn't want to take away from, from anything going on here, certainly with uh, young controllable players. And the reality is we've had a lot of young players and the ones that maybe you're, you're talking about, they're an important part of our team, uh, not just right now, but certainly for the future. So our main focus has been to uh, continue to develop, continue to grow. We want to see the growth here at the at the big league level with the, those uh, young players. Um, we try to address, I mean, the reality is trades happen and, um, you know, guys understand that they, they look around, are, is there going to be a change in roles for me or anything like that? And, and the, the best advice you can give them is uh, we've got to go out and play. You, you never want to play this game with, with extra thoughts or with smoke or fog going on in the mind. And so, you know, let all the dust settle. And then we'll we'll start talking about roles and, and things like that. So I don't think anyone was concerned necessarily about being traded. More so is, hey, if this guy's coming, what's this mean for, for my role, et cetera? And Rocco's done a fantastic job. Uh, for example, we got some bullpen guys and – you know, you sit in there with the pitching coaches and the bullpen guys and, and try to do your best to, to give them clarity to, to what the roles are. What does Jace Tingler say to, to a guy that's just acquired? If it's Michael Fulmer, if it's Jorge Lopez, if it's, um, you know, you name it here, Sandy Leon, these guys that have come over here, Tyler Malley. What do you do when, when a guy walks in the room for the first time? You know, what do you want to get to know about that new player? Um the, the biggest thing we want, and our players have done a fantastic job of this, and that's creating the atmosphere, Rocco creating the atmosphere. We want those guys to be themselves. We want them to get comfortable, to get acculated. And, and the main thing is don't be anything you're not. Be yourself. There's a reason why um, we sought out and acquired them. And, and obviously we want talent. We want great people, great work ethic, uh, students of the game, guys that are still um, – have a thirst to grow, thirst to learn, thirst to get better. And so these are the guys we acquired. And so it's honestly, it's a pretty simple, easy transition when you've got a, a really good clubhouse environment, you know, led with some, some good leadership. Jorge Lopez was back out for the ninth inning last night and, and picked up, uh, you know, and, and he didn't pick up the save but because the lead was four, but he worked the ninth inning last night. And, and we were wondering all along after a 30-pitch outing the night before, would he be available? And sure enough, he, he was up and warming when the game was tighter. Why was he available last night? What is it about his makeup that made him okay to work after throwing 30 pitches the night before? 
Well, we usually group up uh, with Pete and Colby, the, the the bullpen coach, and after those guys, the bullpen guys kind of play catch, we usually get a report on who's available, uh, who's down. So uh, we knew last night the guys we had available, Jorge was one of them. If we had a, a, you know, a lead in the ninth inning, uh, he was probably going to get the ball, and that situation came up. Uh, what does that mean for today? Probably means they're down. We also know that we've got an off day uh, on Monday. So uh, we thought if we could kind of, Pushed the guys a little bit uh, yesterday, uh, knowing that there's a chance that they get two down uh, before we head and, and play the Dodgers on Tuesday. It's early August. You mentioned you know the, the term there, we push the guys. Are we at that point now in the season, the, the, the back half of the season, not September yet, where you will push pitchers and bullpen guys a bit more than you did say back in May? I think that's why you're – a little maybe overly protective early on so you can get them to this part healthy strong hopefully they're in a position where they feel like they're playing their their best ball and so yes um, we want to be playing meaningful games we wanted to be in this position and uh, we wanted to put some of those pitchers in position uh, to be able to uh, maybe step on the gas a little bit here uh, these last two months is Chris Archer in that position now? I mean, especially a day like today, you have Cole Sands in the bullpen to provide some length, but but Archer pushing him a little bit more, is that needed today? I, I, I think with Sands being there and having some length in there, I think it gives you some flexibility. So it's not like automatic to where, Archer, you got to go six innings, you got to go all the way three times through. We still have some long relief, you know, behind that can maybe get you through the lineup one, one and a half times, maybe two, you know, something like that. So I don't think it's any added pressure, you know, for Arch. What we expect for Arch is to go out, give us a solid start, and give us a chance to win the game. Sandy Leone has uh, caught the last couple of days, and uh, he got rave reviews last night from Dylan Bundy. Loved the way that he, you know, set the target, loved the game that he called. Have you noticed his presence, just the impact he's made, just in meetings and just being in the clubhouse? I mean, big time. He, the first game he played, I believe he got on a 6 a.m. flight, landed at 7.45, and then played a 12.10 game. Sunday afternoon started, or Sunday Sunday afternoon, yeah, and started and, and caught a gem. So, just his experience, his game knowledge, his feel for the game, how he calls games, receiving, blocking, throwing, and he's had quality at bats as he's been at the plate. He's gotten on base. He's moved runners. He's driven runners in. Um, it's been uh, great, especially with some young pitching. He's able to call timeout, walk out to the mound. This is what I'm seeing. This is what we're going to do. Give those guys a little bit extra clarity, confidence uh, when they're getting ready to uh, throw the ball. All right, we're having a good conversation today with Twins bench coach Jace Tingler. It's Inside Twins, brought to you by Killiver Root Beer. We'll take a break, talk more with Jace next on your home for Twins baseball. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. 
Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Twins and the Blue Jays coming up here at 110. It'll be Chris Archer today for the Twins and Kevin Gosman opposing for Toronto. Your role as the bench coach, how much more involved are you now, Jace, with, with pitching? In the post-West Johnson era, Rocco has said he's taken on a little bit more, not hands-on, but involved in a bit more of the meetings than he was previously. Has your role changed now that Pete and Colby you know, have kind of new roles here with the staff? Yeah, I think we, we, we maybe have a little bit more discussion, certainly on who's available, where the matchups you like, trying to work. Uh, I spend a, the, the majority of my time trying to think an inning or two ahead, so I'm able to uh, give Pete and give Rocco some ideas. Uh, we want them staying present, kind of in the moment, in the inning. And so I kind of look at it from an inning or two ahead. Have we thought about this? Are we going to get this guy ready? I try to give them suggestions or ideas that maybe they're not thinking about right now. Um, and I also try to give them time to think about it for when that situation uh, may happen that, that, that we try not to get caught off guard or reactionary in any way. When's the right time to drop those suggestions in? Because I would imagine bases loaded, 3-2 count, that, that is the worst possible time to drop that in. So when do you do interject those thoughts? So the one thing with Rocco, he's really calm and really good at being able to take in information think about it quickly, and then kind of have a decision that he wants. So uh, obviously there is a feel thing. You know, you, you, you're paying attention to what's going on uh, now. Uh, sometimes we'll do it in between innings. Sometimes I'll do it at the heat of the moment. Maybe we're hitting, hey, have we thought about this? This guy's coming up next inning. Um, so I wanted that when I was managing, being able to take those things, uh, think about it, process it, and then when those times come up, you feel like you're making a, a better decision than being reactionary. I, I've heard you talk about this on an earlier show, even Rocco. He, he has said all along he doesn't want a yes man for the role that, that you have. Can you cite a, a specific example this season where he had an idea and you countered back with something and either your way worked or his way worked, but you guys had just you, you, you two perspectives on one strategical moment on the field, and maybe it went one way where you guys had just a, a good discussion, not, not heated, just about a certain moment in the game? No, we'll talk about I, – I mean, there, there, there's quite a few, you know, that come up, and, and, and there's all type of uh, situations that come up. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking, hey, their infield's in. We've got a runner at third. Are we running contact here? Are we going to see it through? Uh, we have a lot of discussion on runner at first, 3-2 count. Are we running here? Uh, can this batter, um, can he put the ball in play? Is the pitcher a strikeout pitcher? Is he a ground ball pitcher? Those type of game decisions, uh, defensive replacements late, pitching um, uh, matchups, pinch running, uh, when's the time to put in your best defense late in the game with a lead, et cetera. So these are all the things that we're discussing constantly. We try to have the majority of these conversations. Uh, we, we, we talk about these scenarios before the game. That way you feel when you're out there in the game, it slows down a little bit. We've already been there. Um, 
you know, so so all these situations come up. What'd you like about the squeeze play that worked last night? It was, it was sad that Tim Mesa got hurt on the play, but Leon got that bunt down and Gordon scored. Yeah, um, I loved the whole scenario of how it worked out. So uh, I believe you know we we get to second base with Nick. What I loved was Jake Cave getting the guy over, and I think he did it with a pull side grounder. So now Nick's at third, and then I love how Rocco did it first pitch. Um, and then Sandy got a strike, got it down. Nick had a great jump at third, and, and, and were able to manufacture the run. We won the night before, um, but we felt that we had some missed maybe opportunities. We had some runners at second. We didn't get them over here or there. We had a runner at third less than two. Uh, so it's really nice to be able to get that insurance, that added run on, and to be able to do it different ways. We've done it with base hits. We've done it with extra base hits. We've done it with sack flies. And then Sandy was able to get the, the sacrifice bunt down. So uh, I love being able to manufacture runs and do it more than one way. We saw some, you know, the, the productive out. I'm not the biggest fan of that with certain guys in your lineup, but we did see some of that, and we have seen some of that here this week. There was a spot midway through the game yesterday. It was still a 2-2 game. I think Miranda leadoff doubled on the left field line. Nick Gordon's been red hot, opted not to bunt, let him swing away, and eventually flied out to left, and Miranda did not score in that inning. Were you you guys debating about Gordon as hot as he has been to possibly bunt to move Miranda down to third? We never talked about it because the way Nick was swinging the bat. Nick always uh, has the, the flexibility to lay a drag bunt down, if he doesn't get a hit, we move the guy over. Um, he's always got that flexibility. But the way Nick uh, has been swinging the bat, and I tell him all the time, and this is why Nick's great, um, I said the uh, the only time you ever hit a fly ball to left field is when we have a runner at second, no outs. I go, why don't you just you know take your, your, your regular swing at a two-hopper to the second baseman, and, and we laugh about it. And that's what makes Nick – uh, being able to just continue to grow, you know, we're able to laugh about it, you know, at at, at the moment. He's, hey, you're right, you know, etc. So, um, you know, we're we're able to go back and forth, but that's also why uh, he's done so well. Is he's got a short memory, kind of like a quarterback, maybe that throws in a first quarter uh, interception, and we got to continue to play. And Nick does a great job of that, comes up the next at bat and, and delivers big for us. A former twin and, and former you know, twins hitting coach Tom Bernanski told me a long time ago, he said the maturation with a young hitter is when his focus shifts from his own mechanics, that he feels sound about his mechanics. And now the mindset is, okay, 60 feet, six inches away. How is that guy trying to get me out when a young hitter – moves to that second category you're seeing signs of progress is that is what is that part of it what's happening right now with Nick Gordon why he's performing so well I think a lot of factors um I I think first and and foremost Nick's journey to get here it hadn't been probably the uh the 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 map that was probably visioned by himself and and maybe most but his journey he has had to overcome a lot of things and he's gotten to this point second thing uh, Nick is now, uh, he's up to 180, 182, yeah. you know, pounds doing that from, from 155, you know, last year, he's getting stronger. 
with the strength comes. He's working with David Popkins. They've made some swing adjustments. He's had a lot of minor league at-bats over the years. And so as he's getting stronger, his swing's getting more efficient, he has more time to see the ball. Um, because his swing's quicker, you're starting to see those things, you know, come in. And so you look at Nick and you think of maybe a leadoff type, you know, hitter. He's got some power now, and he's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting the ball hard to all directions. Uh, so right now I just love what he's doing. I love the way he's growing, and I expect him to continue to get better. And you like keeping him down in the lower part of the order just as it provide more length and more balance when you have a hot hitter not always hitting, you know, one through four? Here's why he's so valuable is, you know, we, we, we've had Kepler and some guys out. Nick was holding down the five spot the last couple of days and did a great job. Nick's been so valuable. He's covered Byron in center. He's played the corner outfield spots. He's covered Carlos at shortstop. He's bouncing around. And even when he's not starting, he's been fantastic. Uh, on the bench, ready for game scenarios. He's never caught off guard. Hey, you're going in in the seventh at this spot, or you're pinch hitting, you're pinch running. Uh, he's always pre- prepared. I think it stems from he truly loves to play baseball, and, and, and that's a great foundation, you know, place to start. Uh, good stuff here with Twins bench coach Jace Tingler. We'll take our final break. Come back and wrap things up next. Inside Twins brought to you by Killiver Root Beer rolls on on your home for Twins baseball. Final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Chris Archer and Kevin Gosman to wrap things up today. Twins had a great game plan. Jace Tingler against Kevin Gosman about two months ago in Toronto. Don't chase that split. It's such a good pitch. It's a strikeout pitch. What worked then and how do you bring that back to the field today? Well, it'll be interesting to see what type of adjustment he makes. He's uh, you know, one of the better pitchers in the league. He's been around. You feel confident he's going to be able to make adjustments. And so what we did in Toronto, uh, we did an outstanding job of getting the ball up uh, because he can throw um, that, that splitty that looks like it's going to be in the middle and it ends up in the dirt. And so if you're not chasing him around the zone, it's almost like you have to chase him up in the zone. Um, if you're going to chase, expand up, don't expand down. Um, and, and, and we're going to have to battle. Um, you know, love to be able to get him out of the game relatively early to the mid part of the game. We feel like the last two nights uh, we forced them to use their bullpen a little bit. Uh, so it would be great to, to, to battle on Gosman to get his pitch count up and get him out of there. Game planning against this Toronto lineup all week long, that has to be quite the challenge, knowing that there's no give up at any point, right? Is, is this among the deeper lineups going in the game right now? Yeah, for sure it is. You, you you feel like when you're over there, you don't have a chance to really breathe, relax. Uh, the lineup's pretty relentless. It's dangerous. It feels like you know you're going through murderer's row. And I give credit to our guys. They've done a good job of of um, uh, manufacturing, and being efficient as they can, going through the lineup. But there certainly is not a soft landing spot in that in that lineup one through nine. Yeah, no doubt about that. So Chris Archer today will get the ball. Where have you seen him grow? as the season has played out. Again, the innings, we haven't seen a ton of innings out of him, but yep. that goes back to, I think, the plan that you guys had from day one. Yeah, I think uh, ever since he's kind of come off the IL, I think his first one right off you know, was probably the best. And so the one thing he has been able to do, he's been able to give us, you know, really the, the first three, four innings have been pretty dominant. And then, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we'll run into two outs or something maybe in the fourth, fifth inning. 
um, whether that's, you know, fatigue setting in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, when he's got that fastball and slider uh, working, he's really hard. He's really hard on righties. Toronto has a bunch of righties, so I want to see him aggressive, uh, getting after it uh, today, throwing a lot of strikes and being on the attack. Hey, Jace, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate your time on this Sunday afternoon. Good luck today and have a great week. Thanks for having me, Corey. Uh, we thank Twins bench coach Jace Tingler for joining us. Inside Twins, brought to you by Killiber Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Much more to come. Chris is standing by. Today's pregame show is coming up next. Then we'll have the Twins and the Jays on your home for Twins baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.